Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. Relative to Eliza Fletcher's case, uh, new details have arisen. We want to discuss those. Joining me right now is Jackie Howard, executive producer for Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Jackie, we've had a few things that have kind of popped up on our radar relative to the disappearance of Eliza Fletcher. And I just want to touch base with those very briefly in an update for body bags. What are we looking at right now? Eliza Fletcher went missing after going jogging on Friday morning. She did not return, and the search began for this 34-year-old Arison teacher. The first things that were checked in the investigation for this mom was local CCTV. What does that show us, Joe? Of note, what came out on CCTV is this image, kind of grainy, of a GMC Terrain, which is a midsize SUV. And according to the authorities, they were able to pick up on what appeared to be Miss Fletcher being violently moved into this vehicle. And then after a short period of time, the vehicle left out of view. The vehicle has been found. The ownership has come back to a local man in Memphis. And relative to that vehicle, she was in there. Uh, there's a couple of things that, that we need to think of. Uh, first off, anytime you're inside of a motor vehicle like this and you're talking about uh, a death investigation, one of the things you're going to look for are bits of trace evidence, particularly as they arise from carpet fibers. And if the seats in the vehicle are not leather, for instance, or some form of leather like a vinyl. If they are woven as well, you can get fabric off of the seats, and that will attach itself to the human remains. Now, they have, we understand, at this point in time, recovered remains, the remains of Eliza Fletcher, just a very short distance away from where, first off, the vehicle was found and where the suspect resided. And additionally, the police have also recovered a dumpster that was immediately adjacent to the apartment complex where this person of interest resided. So you've got a lot of trace evidence that they're going to be going through. And I think one of the biggest tells that I've seen on the news is the fact that you can see them flat bedding away this dumpster. And that gives me an indication that they're going to take this thing back to the impound yard and possibly if they have an evidence garage there in Memphis and they're going to piece by piece take out everything that is contained within this dumpster. It's filthy, dirty work, but you have to cover everything in there. Uh, allegedly, what has been stated is that the suspect may have been witnessed cleaning this GMC terrain vehicle and perhaps throwing away the remnant of what he had cleaned up into this dumpster. His clothing may be involved in this as well, which means that you can have trace evidence from any person that was in that vehicle back on the alleged perpetrator's person. What's also going to be key is any kind of remnant that is left behind on the body 
of the deceased that they've recovered in this wooded area. Any kind of transfer evidence relative to body fluids, certainly any kind of fiber evidence, you have to be very, very careful uh, with the body that's in this environment because you don't know what has attached itself to the clothing, perhaps, or to the skin or the hair. So you have to make sure that when the body is handled, uh, that you're going to be very careful not to lose any kind of trace evidence at all, because it will just fall away. As a matter of fact, you know, if you've got strong storms that are passing through, you've got strong winds that are passing through, anything can compromise the viability of the evidence. So they have to be very careful. And once the body is actually back at the morgue, they will probably spend as much time collecting trace evidence off of the body or where they suspect trace evidence might be as they will doing an actual autopsy. It just, you know, kind of balance that out in your mind because they're trying to be so very careful in this case because anything is a potential tieback. I mentioned fiber evidence, but there's also a potential for DNA evidence, which is, again, as we all know, very, very fragile. It has to be handled in a particular way. And they're going to have to really take their time with this case. I would anticipate that just the entirety of this examination will take several hours, more than likely. We're seeing the advances in technology come to play here, too. Obviously, the video that captured her kidnapping, and it showed us that the vehicle, after she was forced inside, stayed in that location for about four minutes. But police also found a sandal nearby, and they immediately tested for DNA on the scene. Yeah, isn't that something? I, I think what's so fascinating about it in this case, and it's kind of it kind of gives you an idea uh, from a technology standpoint where we are right now in 2022 as opposed to where we were even maybe a year ago, two years ago, because they were able to turn this around really, really quickly. The reason this individual that I have alluded to is a suspect is because they got hit on the DNA. They were able to tie that back to this individual almost immediately. And so that gives you an indication that somehow they were either able to get suspect DNA from the subject or they were in a database and, you know, immediately you begin to think, wow, that's, that's mind boggling because this all happened within 24 hours. And apparently in the struggle that the sandal that you had mentioned is what's referred to as a slide where it's not like a regular flip flop. It's just kind of one of these things that you can slide your feet into. And this was left behind. They were able to get DNA off of this item. And that's a very, you know, it's a personal area. You know, you begin to think about your feet and the contact with skin cells that are sloughing off and sweat and anything else that's contained within those little nooks and crannies of that sandal, you slip your foot in there and immediately you're kind of populating that area with your DNA every time you slip your foot into that shoe wear. And so when the police collect this thing and they got this kind of identifier where they saw the vehicle at that location, they were able to recover that sandal that was apparently left behind and then tie it back to a specific uh, individual is, is quite striking, I think. You also have the fact that the phones, hers and the perpetrators, were both linked to the same area at the same time. And then obviously we've got the vehicle with the plates. Yeah, yeah. The plates are, are fine and great because they are a specific identifier. But the world that we live in now, 
with these digital signatures everywhere you go. Uh, and there's been a couple of these cases that have come up. I think most prominently, I think in my recent memory, the Gooch case out of New Mexico and Arizona, where we had the airman that had killed the young Mennonite woman. Those two phones were essentially traveling in tandem. And when you have a case where you, you have two individuals that have never had potentially any other contact before prior to this and their phones are kind of in the same location they might be traveling in tandem that's going to be a big tell for the investigators moving forward i'm joseph scott morgan and this is body bags this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. it's a simple truth no matter who you are mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. 